grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Hi, I'm Elaine, and today I want to spend some time with you as we learn from the Word of God. This is episode 16, titled, The Samaritan Woman at the Well. Before we begin our study, I have a question of reflection. Our human tendency is to judge others because of stereotypes, customs, or prejudices. Jesus treats people as individuals, accepting them with love and compassion. Do you dismiss certain people as lost causes, or do you see them as valuable in God's sight, worthy of knowing about the gospel? The nameless Samaritan woman at the well, recorded only in the Gospel of John, is a revealing one, full of many truths and powerful lessons for us today. In the book of John, we read about Jesus' conversation with a lone Samaritan woman who had come to get water from a well known as Jacob's well. In John 4, verse 5 to 9, we read, So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. She was a Samaritan, a race of people that the Jews utterly despised as having no claim on their God, and she was an outcast and looked down upon by her own people. This is evidenced by the fact that she came alone to draw water from the community well, when during biblical times, drawing water and chatting at the well was the social high point of a woman's day. However, this woman was ostracized and marked as immoral, an unmarried woman living openly with the sixth in a series of men. In John 4, verse 10 to 18, we read, Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to come and have to keep coming here to draw water. 
He told her, go, call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is, you have had five husbands, and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Jesus' behavior shocked the woman at the well, but as if that weren't enough, he told the woman he could give her living water so that she would never thirst again. Jesus used the words living water to refer to eternal life, the gift that would satisfy her soul's desire, only available through him. At first, the Samaritan woman did not fully understand Jesus' meaning. Although they had never met before, Jesus revealed that he knew she'd had five husbands and was now living with a man who was not her husband. He had her full attention. During his encounter with the woman at the well, Jesus broke three Jewish customs. Firstly, he spoke to her despite the fact that she was a woman. Second, she was a Samaritan woman, and the Jews traditionally despised Samaritans. And third, he asked her to get him a drink of water, although using her cup or jar would have made him ceremonially unclean. In John 4:19 to 26, we read, Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in the spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that Messiah called Christ is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. In verse 28 to 30, we read, Then, leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, Come, see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They came out of the town and made their way toward him. In verse 39 to 42, we read, Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. They said to the woman, We no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this man 
really is the savior of the world. Here are five valuable truths we glean from this lesson. We learned that one, only through Jesus can we obtain and receive eternal life. Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. John 4, 13 to 14 and John 14, verse 6. Number two, we learned that Jesus ministering to those outcasts of the Jewish society, the Samaritans, reveals that all people are valuable to God and that Jesus desires that we demonstrate love to everyone, including even our enemies. John 4, 7 to 9 and Matthew 5, verse 44. We also learned salvation comes only to those who recognize their desperate need for the spiritual life they do not have. Living water can be obtained only by those who recognize that they are spiritually thirsty. We learned that salvation comes only to those who confess and repent of their sin and desire forgiveness. Before this immoral woman could embrace the Savior, she had to concede the full burden of her sins. Salvation comes only to those who take hold of Jesus as their Messiah, for the absolute truth is that salvation is found in no one else. John 14, 6 and Acts 4, 12. This lesson of the woman at the well teaches us that God loves us in spite of our bankrupt lives. God values us enough to actively seek us, to welcome us to intimacy, and to rejoice in our worship. As a result of Jesus' conversation, only a person like the Samaritan woman, an outcast from her own people, could understand what this means. To be wanted, to be cared for when no one, not even herself, could see anything of value in her. This is grace indeed. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you.